Hello and welcome to QAHS Connections, where we connect with Academy alumni to see where their brilliant futures have taken them. In this episode, QAHS Principal Vanessa Rebgetz interviews 2016 graduate and Harvard University Women in Computer Science co-chair Amy Jo. Amy shares her insights into the importance of stepping outside your comfort zone to make connections and how this has shaped her study and university experience. Hear how Amy went from playing with the QAHS String Orchestra to head of the classical department at Harvard Radio Broadcasting. It's a pleasure to be interviewing you again because you've been uh, on the couch doing assembly interviews in previous years for us. But now we're welcoming you as a third year Harvard student and graduate of the class of 2016 from us. So the first question I have for you that our students will want to know is what subjects did you study whilst you were here at QAHS? Yeah, um, I want to start off and say it's crazy to think how fast three years have passed by. Um, I think this is kind of interesting for me. I think it'll allow me to see how much I've grown over the past three years. I mean, last time I was on the couch, it was before I had started uni at all. Um, so it's really, maybe I'll go back and watch it. If it's not too awkward and cringy, I'm not sure. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's really nice to be back as as back I can as I can be in situations like this. Um, high school seemed so long ago, even though it was just four years ago. Um, at the time, I studied higher level um, biology, chemistry, and math. And then um, my standard levels were English, psychology, and um, Mandarin SL, yeah. So um, I liked all of them. Now that I look back, I truly liked all of them. Um, they all kind of impacted the way that I do things and the things that I study now um, in kind of unexpected ways. Um, I took psychology completely on a whim in high school. And um, even though I don't study it officially now, I have taken psychology classes um, during my time at Harvard. And um, I'm still so captivated by biology and chemistry. I thought that was what I was gonna study after college. And um, I mean, during college and that clearly didn't happen. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, just all of the things that I studied in high school, you know, seemed somewhat like a little bit like a drag at the time, especially with like homework assignments and things. But looking back, they were all so interesting and so relevant in interesting ways um, to my life today. Yeah. So you've, you've touched on there that um, you, and we, we knew you here at the Academy as, as an extremely strong science student. Um, you had a, a really deep passion for chemistry in particular and excelled in your science areas. And as you've just earmarked, I think that you and, and quite a few of us thought you were headed for a, a future and a future pathway very much in science. And it's always interesting to share that story of how and when you shape what you choose to do at university. So looking through your profile, you've done um, some, we'll touch on the interesting things that you're doing in an extracurricular way, but you find yourself now, your third year in at Harvard, and you're studying computer science, 
and Women Gender Studies with a minor in education. So quite different, a tech study <laughs> for you, quite different from science. I'm just interested to know, were there particular opportunities during your time here that have helped you now at university? Yeah, so um, even at school, people will ask me, why are you studying this range of things that maybe might not seem obvious as to why and how I connect them? Um, and so I can totally understand how some people might be confused um, why someone who was so strong in the life sciences in high school would choose to do something completely different, even go into the humanities, um, which is something I did not ever imagine myself going into um, during high school. Yeah, I, I think that in terms of like whether there were any experiences in high school, I think of anything that QAHS has taught me is that I should totally branch out and try new things. What I love about um, the IB program is it almost forces you to become a well-rounded person. You have to take a little bit of everything. And um, I think the best part of that is you might actually figure out that you like an aspect you didn't think you would like, and maybe you don't like an aspect you thought you would like um, as much, you know? So And so going into university at Harvard, um, I wanted to just branch out even more. I wanted to try all of these areas I hadn't tried before. I took a linguistics class. I took another psych class, like I mentioned. I've taken a government class. I've taken all of these different classes. Another one on my bucket list is to take a philosophy class, um, history class. Um, I took like an architecture class. I mean, I took a lot of different kinds of classes um, because I really wanted to make sure what I was studying was interesting. And also I wanted to, you know, even if maybe something didn't seem interesting to me, I wanted to try it out. Um, and so I eventually landed on these areas that were so dramatically different from what I would consider my high school strengths to be. Um, I took a computer science class and I really enjoyed all the problem solving involved and I quickly realized that that was, you know, my high school career, I guess, career, <laughs> was involved in problem solving and chemistry and biology and all these areas and problem solving was a key thing that I really enjoyed and computer science is all about problem solving. And so I quickly realized that was probably, you know, the most interesting thing to me that I found at Harvard so far. And then later on, I took a gender study class, and it was in particular about the STEM gender gap that we see in sectors like technology or physics or any kind of STEM field, really. And again, I had this mind-blowing moment where I was like, this is so interesting. I really want to figure out why I am a woman in STEM and what kind of barriers or obstacles I've come across, whether that is something I recognized or something that was totally subconscious and didn't realize. Um, and so for me, that's the connection I saw there. And then the third connection was I had this amazing education at QA and at all my schools before that, that allowed me to get into such a good school like this? And how can we level the playing field for so many kids who don't have the same opportunities, don't have the opportunity to do the IB, don't have all the opportunities like the extracurriculars we have, or the research opportunities like the EE or the IAs we have at QA? How do we level the playing field for the kids who just don't have these opportunities? How can we make sure they're also learning the same amount and you know, being able to reach their potential. And that's that's where the third key part came in, where I was like, 
education is such an important skill and tool and you know arguably the most important thing we need to improve in this world in order to um, reach equality and so those are how the three parts kind of connect for me and um, yeah it, you know like I said before with the last question it kind of stems in you know unexpected ways from my time at QA. Yes so when we look at your range of extracurricular, what we'd call extracurricular or profile building pursuits, Amy, it's, I read it and think it's really apparent that your, your willingness to take yourself out of your comfort zone, your willingness to be a risk taker has really then led on to more and more opportunities and shaped where you find yourself now. But some of the things that you're doing of note since moving to university, so you're doing, you've done um, a software engineer time with Amazon Web Services, that was last year, and you've done Microsoft internship in, that's coming up in June of this year. You're the co-chair of the Harvard We Code, uh, the largest US undergraduate-run conference celebrating women engineers, and a classical producer at WHRB 95.3 FM Harvard Radio Broadcasting. <laughs> oh, I can totally see you doing that. <laughs> <laughs> These, um, we all have choices around the particular pursuits we choose to do and find time and dedicate our commitment to. I'm interested to know how these particular interests came about for you and whether in choosing to throw your energies and passion into those areas, there's, there's been particular strategy in, in your choices. Yeah, it's interesting you use the risk taker profile because in high school, I would have never labeled myself as a risk taker. I think I used to choose caring and open-minded, um, but never risk taker. I, I think I only started to, I guess, take, take risks in the past couple years. Um, and I mean, I think this is this extracurricular branching out is another extension of my academic branching out. I just wanted to try all these new things, um, because when the door opens, I, I just want to take it. <laughs> and um, I have, you know, looking back, tried a lot of different things that, again, people might not understand why. <laughs> I mean, why would I join a radio station that does not relate to any of your interests? Um, and for me, I, I chose the radio station. I, I think that's probably kind of the wackiest one. Um, and I chose that one because just purely out of thought of like, after I graduate, am I ever going to be able to join a radio station? I mean, WHRB, we broadcast to the entire Boston area. We, it's a very legitimate radio station. And I was thinking, I, I just don't think I'll ever have this opportunity again. I, I won't be able to go on air and introduce myself and, um, you know, announce different pieces, play advertisements, understand how a soundboard works. Like, this will never happen to me again. <laughs> and so uh, I just really wanted to take that opportunity when I could. And, um, you know, I, I don't really have a strategy. I just, when they come, I just take it. And if there is a strategy, I think probably the main strategy I have is to try things that kind of scare me a little bit um, and try things that I, I don't think will be available to me in the future. And um, yeah, I mean, I think a risk taker is actually really a great way to put it. Um, I, I just never label it as that way. For me, it's just like kind of selfish in the sense that, 
that's cool and I want to try it. If I don't try it now, it might not happen again. Um, and so <laughs> I, I um, definitely have been doing some things that people might not like understand why I do it. But at the end of the day, I think it's really cool how I'm able to amass really random skills here and there. And you never know when it might come into use um, later on in the years to come. Um, and in terms of how these interests came about to me, um, it was a lot of exploring and also talking to other people about what they're involved in. And so the radio station was something that my friend had been a part in. She was in the blues department. And I don't know blues, but I do know classical. So um, I asked if I could join the classical department. In terms of my internships um, at Amazon last year and then um, Microsoft this coming year, um, those are things that I was looking for to do um, during my long break. So um, because of the season's shifts, um, every year I have a long break from like June until the end of August. And so that's something that was more academic. I wanted to find a job opportunity where I could apply my computer science skills and um, see what it looks like in the industry. Is this something that I would actually want to do full-time after I graduate from my undergraduate degree? Um, and if so, what kind of position, what kind of company, um, even geographic location, which city would I want to live in? Um, and all of those things I, I've been testing out, trying out, moving the variables a little bit um, to see which one I like more. So. Um, yeah, I think a lot of this is you kind of have to take the initiative too. I mean, the radio station would have never reached out to me <laughs> if I didn't reach out to them. And so, um, yeah, I think it's been really fun though to try a little bit of everything here and there. Good on you. Yeah. And now the um, IB diploma, of course, um, having that qualification under your belt, have you found that it's uh, the, the things, that, the way that you learnt in the IB has been useful for you at university with your university work? It has. It really has. Um, I think, and I remember other alumni saying similar things. I think the research part of IB has been really helpful in terms of um, writing reports like IAs and also especially the EE. Um, I wrote my EE in biology and even though I haven't taken a single class, single biology class um, since going to Harvard, sorry, Mr. Lowell. Um, but I have been using those research skills. Um, I've written a lot of papers, um, especially now that I'm quote unquote, like half humanities. <laughs> and so just this semester, I wrote two 20 page papers. And it was very taxing. Um, I was not used to it. It was my first time. Um, and it's just that kind of thought process, that structure, um, that I kind of started progressing and improving on since QA with the process of the EE and the IA. I think the IB also just teaches you to be pretty accountable for your own work. Um, and because it, it's not a competition really with other people, it's, it's really a competition with yourself. So how much can you improve? How much can you learn? And um, that's been a really good mindset for me and um, in the university. Um, at Harvard, most people are smarter than me. <laughs> most people can learn faster than I can. 
most people take more classes I do, take harder classes than I do. Um, and it's at first it was a little bit hard to be okay with that. Um, it's that whole like little, I was a little little fish in a big pond kind of analogy. Um, and so it was really good to have that mindset of like, this is really not a competition. It's really about self self-growth and so if I can improve and feel confident that I'm really learning and growing as an individual um, then that's all that matters if I'm trying my best um, that's all that matters and so I think it's really about the mindset that the IV diploma taught me as well more than just the academic rigorous um, side of it mm, yeah thank you you're humble as ever Amy um, <laughs> it's important, I think, for our viewing audience to understand that you were one of the very few uh, percent of students worldwide who graduated with an IB45 when you finished year 12. And, of course, when you graduate with an IB45, your choices are endless in terms of what um, career trajectory you want to take yourself on and what course you want to take at university. For you, what influenced you to decide on your current field of study in technology? Yeah, I was really lucky and really grateful to get an IB45. It definitely gave me a lot of opportunities in terms of which course to apply to and ultimately where I wanted to go to uni. Um, and so I graduated in November 2016, <laughs> almost four years ago, and I started um, my uni at University of Melbourne. So I started in, I think, February of 2017, um, and I did my first just one semester there, um, and that was before I realized I had been accepted to Harvard. At the time, I was studying a Bachelor of Science at University of Melbourne. Um, I was Debating between Bachelor of Science and Bachelor of Biomed, um, I was really lucky to get the Chancellor Scholarship at University of Melbourne, and and so with that, I, it was just more options for me. Um, I thought I wanted to be a doctor up until probably the beginning of year 12. Um, I thought that biomedicine would be the perfect choice and that I could totally see myself being a doctor, and I think doctors are very noble profession. Um, but then towards year 12, I started to really think about the reasons behind why I wanted to be a doctor. Was it for the prestige or was it actually because I wanted to dedicate my life to helping people in terms of the medical profession? Um, and then towards the end of year 12, I realized, okay, maybe medicine is not really what I want. I, I mean, I've never tried it. And, um, you know, I, not very good at memorizing terms so anatomy would sound really hard <laughs> and I started to really think about it I um, remembered when I was a kid I actually career shadowed a local pediatrician um, and so I thought about it a lot I talked to people and I came to the conclusion that maybe I shouldn't tie myself straight into medicine maybe I should give myself a little bit more options. So I decided to stick with Bachelor of Science because just in terms of future options, that gives me a little bit more leeway. Um, and at the time I studied intro to chemistry, intro to biology, intro, all these intro classes, intro to math, um, that sort of thing at UniMill. Um, it was only after I got to Harvard where I started this second round of exploration um, where I was able to really just 
try whatever I wanted. And um, the reason why I was able to do that is because at Harvard and a lot of universities in America, you don't have to decide exactly what your course is um, until your second year. So first year is completely free reigns. You can, I mean, I, I took that linguistics class, like I mentioned. Um, I took my psychology class in the first year. I took my intro to computer science class. I took that gender studies class. Um, I took a writing class. I, I took a lot of different classes during that first year. Um, and it was through that kind of process of elimination and comparison and contrast that allow me to decide that I think computer science and also women gender studies and in particular that maybe I did want to incorporate some humanities um, into my degree. Um, all of those things kind of influenced me. Um, I didn't really think about, now that I'm looking back, I didn't really think about difficulty or um, whether I could do it or not. It was just I felt so compelled that this was something this is something that was interesting and this is something that at least I knew was in the right direction of what I wanted to do in the future that I just decided to stick with it. Um, a very non-linear process. It was kind of like this and then I landed on computer science and I know that in the future with with my career, I might not even stick with computer science, women, gender studies, or education. I might leapfrog onto something else. But at least I know that this is what interests me right now. And also, it, it's definitely in the right direction. Yeah. It's, it brings us back to the, the common advice that all educators give young people when they're choosing their subjects is to choose subjects you enjoy, that you find interesting, and that you have success in and the same thing really is applying for you and your choices at university as well now i'll point out amy you're in your third year of a top five global globally ranked university at harvard uh, what do you see as important in living what we call a purposeful life as you pursue your interests in education technology and social impact Wow, what a big question. <laughs> um, yeah, so in terms of purposeful life, like I said earlier, I, I don't have a crystal clear image of what my career will look like, what my first job will even look like. Um, not to mention if I want to go to graduate school, post-grad, you know, nothing. Everything is, you know, open for me. Um, but in terms of purposeful life, um, I think, you know, where I go to school, there's a lot of different ways that people decide, uh, define success. Um, some people define success as salary. So how much income can I make in one year? The, high, the more money I can make, the more successful I am. For me, it's really not about the money. Um, for me, I want to make impact. And the problem is, I don't know what impact I want to make yet. And I, I think that's okay. I think, hopefully, it seems like most people don't know either. <laughs> um, but for me, a purposeful life is I want to improve this world in some way. And right now, because my interest is in computer science and education and women gender studies, I'd really like to improve the world in terms of providing more opportunities for girls um, and young women to feel confident to pursue STEM fields like computer science. Um, 
there's a lot of nonprofits that are like Girls Who Code or um, Khan Academy or Code.org. They're doing amazing work and um, leveling the playing field, giving people more opportunity, um, easier access to classes and camps and different things. Um, and so for me, I think a purposeful life is I would like to contribute to that space. So um, how can I give kids all around the world a really high quality education so that they have this strong, strong foundation on which they can go on and make their own impact and change in the world. Um, I don't know what that's going to look like for me. You'll have to interview me again in five <laughs> to 10 years <laughs> and maybe I'll have a better answer or maybe I won't, who knows? Um, but yeah, I, I've been thinking about that a lot. Just how can I make the world a better place given, given the tools and the skills that I do have and the skills I'm trying to gain. Yeah, we will take you up on that invitation in a few years' time. <laughs> um, the next question I have for you is it, it's, it is really interesting to see you as a, you know, a high-performing member of our alumni in terms of your um, performance in your IB choosing computer science for your future. And STEM is an area that's... Um, it's undergoing growth and change for us here at the Academy too. Uh, so the next question I have for you is for current students here looking for that global future in technology, have you got some tips that you can share with them if that's the pathway that they're looking for? Yeah, so I think it's pretty clear to us um, that technology is going to play an increasingly important part of our own daily lives, whether that's just getting house tours done or our, the way that we learn or even the cars that we drive. Um, every aspect of our life is slowly shifting towards a technical, I mean, even the way that we're conducting this interview now would have never happened um, un unless there was technology available. And so um, it's definitely a relevant field. And I mean, that's one of the deciding factors when I thought about pursuing computer science, which is that computer science has um, is linked to so many aspects of our life now that it is really able to have a huge impact on our lives um, to put together. And so if you're interested in pursuing technology, um, I think that's really exciting. I think it's a great place to be right now. Um, there's definitely a lot of people trying to find people like you and they'll hire you. <laughs> if, if job security is something that you're interested in, um, which I think a lot of us are, um, if you're interested in pursuing technology, and um, I think there are so many online resources that are available right now, um, there's Code Academy, which has these amazing online classes for you where you can start to learn Python or C, you can start learning web design or um, iOS or Android app development. Um, there's a lot of you know, there's courses on Khan Academy too, like I mentioned um, earlier. There's um, edX, if you're interested in taking a Harvard computer science class, there's Harvard's CS50, which is um, offered completely for free online. Um, and I was actually a teaching assistant for that class a couple years ago. Um, a lot of people take that class. So if that's something you're interested in, I would totally encourage you to check it out. Um, and just, you know, use these resources to see if it's something that you're interested in. Um, maybe you're not 
super interested in the coding aspect of it, but maybe you're interested um, at the intersection of business. So if you're interested in that, there's, you know, there's so many online resources now too. If you're interested in healthcare and um, how can we improve the uses of technology in healthcare, there are a lot of online classes too. And if you're interested in specific questions, you can definitely email me um, or message me. Um, I'm happy to answer any questions that you have. And um, yeah, there's a lot of different ways to get involved in terms of you could build your own website and have that as a personal project. Um, I think the best part about computer science is as long as you have a laptop, which I know all QA students have um, for school, there's a lot of different things you can do um, with computer science. You don't need a lab like you do for biology. Um, you know, you don't need different chemicals or things like that. It's just really just like you just have this playground right in front of you right here. Um, and you can build so many really fun tools um, just at your fingertips, literally. So um, I really encourage you guys, if, if you are interested, um, definitely give it a shot, try it. And if you don't like it, that's okay, but you, you might actually totally like it and realize that that's what you wanna study in the future. Yeah. All right, and the, the final question I've got, Amy, it brings you back to thinking back, you know, four years ago now for you, you've got the benefit of hindsight. Four years on, you can look back at your time at QA and think about the benefits of that time and, and what's important to focus on. So the, the final question I've got, if you've got just that one piece of advice for current QAHS students to focus on whilst they're at QA, what would it be? Oh man, it's so hard to pick one piece of advice. Um, there are lots of parts of high school I wish I could relive again and other parts of high school I wish I could rewrite. <laughs> Um, I really enjoyed high school. I loved my cohort. I, um, it was just such a perfect size. You really got to know everyone. Um, I love QA because the teachers get to know all of you and you know all the teachers, you know all the students. It's just a really nice community. Um, and so I guess if I were to give myself one piece of advice, I, um, I took school very seriously. This group, as you would know, I studied a lot, <laughs> um, and I don't regret studying a lot. I think, I mean, I can still recite the organelles of an animal cell to you. <laughs> um, I, I think I learned a lot from high school, and I don't regret that at all. Um, what I do wish I had done, though, is um, joined even more extracurriculars. I remember my times in badminton club with Mr. So. Those were so fun, um, those afternoons, and I wish I had used the QAHS gym more often. I wish I had participated in house competitions like the, the, the science challenge every year. Um, I, I just wish I had just really taken advantage of all of those non-academic opportunities we have at QA. Um, I did a lot of casts that involved volunteering and creativity and um, action and all of those, but I think I just wish I had tried more things and I wish I had bonded more with more students who were outside of my immediate friend group um, more than I did in high school. I think um, 
school is important and you should definitely study a lot and take homeworks and projects seriously, but the people around you matter too. Get to know the classmates, get to know the person you've never talked to, um, get to know the teachers. The teachers are there to help you. They don't hate you. They want to want, they want you to grow. Um, and so as much as school is about the content and the classes, it's also a lot about the people. QAHS, all of you were chosen to come to this school for some reason. Um, and so make sure you leave school knowing the people. I mean, all of you are going to go on to do amazing things in the future. And so no, why not get to know people while you're all together going to the same schools every day? Um, and so, yeah, I think you know, put together, I just wish I had taken more advantage of the non-academic side of school. Amy, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk with you and I know that this won't be our last time. So the next time where we hear what you're up to and where your studies and your career are taking you. Stay connected by subscribing to this podcast or leave a review on your favourite podcasting app.